The information provided herein is for training and educational purposes only and is not for solicitation. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, President of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you as prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. And welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, President and Owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Hope you're having a wonderful morning. So today we're going to be discussing your getting ready to retire. What an exciting and yet kind of scary thing for so many different individuals that have worked all their life. They're getting ready to retire. They can see it on the scale for themselves. They know that just in a few months or maybe a year or so, they're going to be retiring and they're just so looking forward to it. And yet with a transition that's that big in your life, you want to be prepared for it. And One of the questions I get asked all the time is, well, Matthew, what can I do to ready myself for retirement? What can I do to make certain that when I retire, when I pull the trigger and I quote unquote blow that pop stand, what's actually going to take place when I go from the accumulation phase of my life to the distribution phase of my life? What can I do to make that a smoother transition? Well, I've got some tips for you this morning, and hopefully these are just bringing a little bit of more value to your life so that you can be prepared because these things are simple and yet they are so important. You know what they say, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And we want to make certain that if you're going to retire, that you retire right, that you retire in the right way with all the right tools in play so that it's going to be a good, smooth transition for you. So let's get started. Let's talk about probably the first and most important thing that you can do right up front. And that is getting together a list of all your retirement accounts. Man, I tell you what, there's individuals that I come across and, you know, some of us in life, we collect stamps or we collect model airplanes or whatever it may be. My dad was a big fishing lure collector. But, you know, one of the other things that I find that we collect from time to time is going to be retirement accounts. You know, we've transitioned so many times in our life. We've worked for different companies and different employers. We've picked up an online account over here. We've got a little account at the bank over there. You know, all those things can be spread out all over the place. And we want to make certain that we list all of our retirement accounts. Sounds simple, but it's kind of a tedious task. And we need to make certain with all the name changes and all the mergers and acquisitions and everything that take place with all these different companies, you find, say, an annuity contract that was in your junk drawer from 18 years ago, just because it was one company doesn't mean it's that same company today. So we need to make certain that we've got statements. We need to make certain that we look at the most up-to-date thing that we can find so that we can have the most accurate information while we're listing all of our retirement accounts. The second thing that we need to do along that same listing is we need to identify the different types of money. So this is an extensive list. I'm just going to throw a few out, but we need to be 
cognizant of the fact that we have three different kinds of money in our life. We have money that is all pre-tax. That's money that's going to be money that we contributed and we either got a tax deduction for making that contribution or it was some sort of a wage reduction program. So in other words, say for instance, a 401k through your employer, what you're doing each and every pay period is you're paying money into that 401k. That's a pre-tax dollar that's going into that account. So we need to be careful to know which accounts that we have are pre-tax. Now, here's a few of them. We can obviously have the IRA that we talked about, the individual retirement account. We can have 401ks. Those are typically through the employer. If you're a self-employed individual, if you're a truck driver, you're a farmer, you just own your own business, maybe you have something called the Simplified Employee Pension IRA or the SEP. Maybe you have one of the older plans that was way popular back in the 80s and 90s called the Keo plan, sometimes called an HR10 plan. It stands for House of Representative 10, HR10. If you're a nurse or a school teacher, potentially you have what's called a 403B, sometimes called a TSA or a tax sheltered annuity. If you work for the community, a city, a municipality, maybe you have what's called a 457 plan. If you work for a corporation and maybe you sit in a position of authority, you've got a good position within that corporation, you might even have what's called an ESOP or an employee stock option program. You see, all those dollars are likely to be pre-tax dollars. And the list goes on. There's several more pre-tax accounts that exist out there. We won't be listing them this morning. But then we have money in our life that we consider to be non-tax qualified. Now, these dollars are a little bit simpler. They usually don't show up in too many different places. But non-qualified money is money that we've earned. We've paid the income tax on these dollars. And now these dollars are just basically principal, and those principal dollars are invested or they're sitting in an account, and they're typically accumulating interest is what I see. And those accounts are going to be, for the most part, restricted to bank accounts. It's going to be CDs. It's going to be government bonds. It's going to be annuities. And all of those dollars are typically going to be non-tax qualified dollars. Now, that doesn't mean that there's no such thing as an IRA CD. There's no such thing as an IRA annuity because those types of investments do exist. But non-qualified dollars are basically principal dollars. You've paid the taxes on them, and now they're sitting there accumulating interest. That's a totally different kind of money. We cannot commingle those non-qualified dollars with pre-tax dollars. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value, and we'll email them to you or we'll throw them in the mail to you if you prefer. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step, reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And then if that wasn't enough, now we have a third type of money that's in our life. This is now called tax-free money or Roth money. And Roth money is far and away one of the most valuable types of money. I feel as though if you're getting ready to retire, you're a part of the 80 million baby boomers that are going to be retiring over the next 20 years. So you're certainly not alone in this regard. 
but your generation really didn't get to take advantage of the Roth IRAs like the newer generations have. But nevertheless, chances are you may have a Roth IRA account or two or three or four. You might even have a Roth account that's sitting kind of hidden with inside your 401k and you didn't even really know it. So it's important not only do you list all of your accounts, all of your retirement accounts, you're also listing the different types of money that you have. So what's the first step that you now start to look at once you have listed everything, once you've identified each one of these accounts and what kind of money are in these accounts? Well, I'm a big believer that as you age, things start to become more and more difficult to try to keep a handle on. In other words, you know, as you age, you are transitioning into a different part of your life where you're now busy doing different things. It's not the monotony of going to work every day, but now you're going on trips, you're taking some vacations, you're spending some time with friends, you're spending time with family and with grandbabies and that sort of thing. And so what we often find is that it's not very conducive in retirement to have all of the same number of accounts that you had when you were retired. Now, you may be one of these that you're looking to diversify by advisor or you're looking to diversify by institution. And I get that. But we need to make certain that as we age, our Roth money is together, our pre-tax money is together, and our non-tax qualified money is together. You see, by consolidating your dollars together, even if you had one advisor over here and he's handling the Roth money and you got one advisor over here and he's handling your pre-tax money. Well, that could be fine. That could be absolutely positively fine. But we want to make certain that at least all the Roth dollars are together and all of the non-qualified dollars are together. And why is that? Well, I believe that if we consolidate our dollars together, whether it's by advisor, by institution, or if it's under one roof, as what most individual investors like to have. What it allows you to do is it allows you to get a good focus on your money. You see, the problem with having so many different institutions and so many different accounts and so many different advisors today is you really open yourself up to mistakes and things that start to come into your life that could be potentially cancerous, potentially dangerous, or they are counterproductive. In other words, most individuals today as they retire or they get closer to retirement, they want less risk, not more risk. They want to focus on income. They want to be able to focus on fewer fees. Well, you see, if your money is spread out between, say, 10 different types of institutions and types of accounts and that sort of thing, it really makes it difficult for you to be able to be paying attention to all of those different things. And one advisor, one institution could be losing you money, could be risking your money unnecessarily while that's being counterproductive to the other advisor who is trying to do a very good job of being conservative. This is the reason that having an under one roof, I think, seems to make so much sense to individuals as they get ready for retirement. Another, I guess, side benefit to consolidating dollars together, either under one roof or under minimal numbers of accounts, is the fact that you get a handle on fees. And I can't emphasize enough how badly Fees can vary within financial institutions and financial advisors. You want to know that you're paying a fair fee or no fee at all for what's happening with your retirement dollars. And believe it or not, individual investors are all too often just coming to 
this idea that there has to be a fee on their money. And the reality is that depending upon the type of financial advisor that you work with, for instance, there's particular types of investments that I use with my clients that don't even have a cost because they're not required to be managed. They're safe, they're principally protected, and so therefore, why would I charge my client to manage those types of accounts when they don't require management? So you see, we want to get a good handle on the fees. The third thing now that we want to really understand is when you come to that age of retirement where you have listed your accounts, you've listed the different types of money that you have, and then you've consolidated, you've gotten a good clear focus on what you have and how you're going to invest the money. You want to invest that money specific to what kind of money it is. So in other words, if we're looking at after-tax, non-tax qualified money, we want to use tax-deferred type investments for money like that, or we want to use tax-free type of investments. Maybe it's municipal bonds. Maybe it's tax-deferred annuities. Things that are going to help give you as much tax-free income as is possible. Well, there's just a few topics, a few things that we want to try to know right up front when we're getting ready for retirement. And so we're going to discuss now how do we use these types of dollars, what are they really designed for, and how should they be most properly invested for you as you get ready for retirement in the second half of our program. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense, or if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you and we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. So don't go away. You're going to want to stick around and hear the conclusion of this as we wrap up and talk about how you get ready for retirement. Stick around. We'll be right back. Do you understand the difference between investing for growth and investing for income? That's okay. Most folks don't. Investing for growth is your typical Wall Street portfolio full of stocks and mutual funds. The problem is, in order to physically obtain any real money that you can use for your day-to-day expenses, you have to sell them, which means you don't own them anymore. So now you have either far less to generate that growth, or worse yet, you don't have anything left to create more growth for next month's expenses. On the other side of the coin, when you invest for income, your hard-earned retirement dollars are invested in products that may provide steady, predictable cash put directly into your bank account month after month to help provide for your retirement. For your free, no-obligation, growth versus income information kit, call 866-290-3837 to learn how to transform from your high-risk, big-fee Wall Street growth portfolio into a steady, predictable, income-generating retirement plan. Call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Or visit johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Amen. 
And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Hope you're having a great morning this morning. Say, if you're just joining us this morning, we started discussing getting ready for retirement. You know, getting ready for retirement is a big thing, isn't it? When you go for vacation, you don't just like get into your car and start to drive. You probably take a little bit of time like I do and like my family does to get ready for that vacation. We pack the clothes, we pack the snacks, we pack the trunk with the cooler and the ice, and we make certain we've got a map and we've got the toolbox and we've got all those things. Then we feel comfortable in going. Now, of course, this is the reason why we have to drive a minivan because we've got so much stuff with us, right? But the reality is, is that as we get ready for retirement, we want to make certain that it's a smooth transition. And part of that is preparation. So in the first half, we basically talked about the fact that there's so many of us that have collected retirement accounts over the course of our life. We've had different jobs, different employers, different types of retirement programs. And we need to make a comprehensive list of all those different accounts. Sounds simple, but it can be pretty tedious. The second thing that we need to do is we need to list the different types of money that we have. And we discussed in the first part of the program that we have really three different kinds of money. We have pre-tax money. That's the money that we typically will have through an employer-sponsored retirement program like a 401k or a 403b. Those are dollars that are all pre-tax. Then we have another kind of money in our life called non-tax qualified money. That's money that's typically in banks and CDs. It's in government bonds. It could be in annuities. And typically those are non-tax qualified types of dollars. Dollars we've earned, we've paid the taxes on it. Now it's just principal and that principal earns us interest. Then the third kind of money that we could potentially have in our life is what we call tax-free Roth IRA money. And Roth IRA money, it's most valuable. I can explain to you on a future program how you can get more Roth IRA money with just a little bit of work on your end. And it can be done very simply and very easily. But Roth IRA money is far and away one of the most valuable types of money that you can have in your life because it's tax-free. Who doesn't love tax-free income? So once we've identified all the different types of money that we have, then I suggested that, you know, as we age, it gets harder and harder to keep track of all these different things. And of course, companies change and names change and advisors change. And so we need to be able to consolidate our dollars together. It doesn't make a lot of sense to have, you know, 10 or 12 or 14 different accounts sitting out there. I remember one gentleman that came into my office for a complimentary consultation and he came in and his wife had brought three different three ring binders. And these weren't the small binders. These were the big four inch type binders. And turned out he had 17 different mutual fund accounts between different custodians. Well, that was crazy. As you get ready for retirement, you don't want to have to keep track of all that, or at least I would contend you don't want to. And what happens when you consolidate? When you consolidate dollars together, and of course, we can't put pre-tax with tax-free and non-qualified with pre-tax and vice versa. But if we put all of our pre-tax together, we put all of our non-tax qualified together, and we put all of our tax-free Roth money together, now it gives us the ability of being able to get those dollars focused. And what do I mean by focused? What I mean is instead of having some of your money doing this over here and some of it doing that over there, where it could potentially be counterproductive, it's working against each other. 
Now, if we get our dollars focused on one end goal, for instance, the goal of income production, which you know as well as I do, is going to be the most important focus in your retired life. That focusing of that money on income is going to be able to be a most valuable asset to you because now you know you've got your dollars in one place or just in a few places. You know exactly what it's doing and you're able to focus that money on one particular goal, namely income production. It also has a side benefit of allowing you to be able to get a real handle on your fees. The more custodians you have, the more different accounts you have, more likely the less handle you have on how much you're paying each one of these institutions or these professionals. And today we need to be more sensitive about fees than ever before because there's so many different products out there. For instance, variable annuities, which I've talked about a lot, that can have extremely high fees with inside of it. And if we're not careful with the fees, the fees are going to work against us because we know that we're paying this fee. We're paying the fee regardless of whether we're taking money or not, but it becomes a really serious issue to us once we begin drawing income because not only are we now going to be taking from the account, but we also know that they're still taking from the account. And so therefore now we've got them plus us. And are the investments inside that particular account going to be able to keep up with that large of a withdrawal rate? So let's talk about that. You know, there's a company out there that is called Morningstar. Morningstar is a very good company. They do a lot of analytical research and they're really renowned for their type of services to the financial services industry and the individual investor where they take mutual funds and they break them all down and they look at the individual mutual funds and their performance and their fees and all of that. But a few years ago, Morningstar did a comprehensive, basically just a commissioned report on what the maximum withdrawal rate for individual investors should be if they wanted to have the perfect mixture between, say, stocks and bonds, and they wanted to have an 80% success rate of never running out of money. Now, let me ask you, what's the problem there? Did you perceive that there was a problem? An 80% success rate. What does that mean? It means that you got a 20% failure rate. Now, are you going to be a part of the 20%? Well, I don't know. But the problem is, is that in order to have even an 80% success rate, Morningstar said that even with the perfect alchemy between stocks and bonds, your withdrawal rate should be no more than 2.7%. We see for most people, especially here in the Midwest, that is not sustainable. Most people have not saved such a large amount of money that they can afford such a small, paltry withdrawal rate. And so this is the reason that we want to talk about today. Once you've gotten a handle on all of your accounts, you have a handle on what kind of money you have. Now we need to get the dollars consolidated. We need to get them focused We need to get a handle on the fees, but we want to pay a special attention to one thing, and that's being open to new old techniques of investing your money. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. My team will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value And we'll email them to you or we'll throw them in the mail to you if you prefer. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837.
That's 866-290-3837. You see, as I've said, the most important thing that you can focus on when you're retired is that of income. I recently met with a gentleman from the Des Moines area, and I have people from Illinois, I have people from Missouri, I have people from obviously Iowa and Minnesota that work with me. And so this gentleman had come all the way from Des Moines to Clear Lake to come see me. This gentleman was 72 years of age and he had been retired. He had lost a spouse. He had gone through a lot of health problems and he was all enamored with this idea of income. He was taking income from his account, but the one thing that he had to really admit to himself is that he didn't know what was going on within his own retirement account. He had hired a brokerage firm from way down in Kansas, and it seemed to him that they were highly rated over the internet, and he seemed pleased so far, but something in the pit of his stomach told him that something wasn't quite right. And upon closer review of the brokerage account, what I found was that the advisor was producing him income, but he was doing it by means of crossing his fingers and toes, hoping that the stock market was going to continue to go up and he was producing him income through that of capital gains. Now, that may not mean much to you, but you see, if you own stocks or you own mutual funds or you own index funds and they go up, you can sell a few shares, get the income you need, and it's not such a big deal. But let me ask you, do stocks always go up? Let me ask you the same question I asked him can you guarantee me that five years from now, this account is going to be worth more than it is today? And of course, the obvious answer is no. So why do I say that you need to be open to new old techniques of investing money? Well, you see, the problem with that commissioned report with Morningstar was the fact that it was talking about the perfect alchemy between stock mutual funds and bond funds. And back in the day, when we think about how investments used to work, People used to own individual stocks and they used to own individual bonds. You see, this is about investing by contract. Once a person retires and they've got their pool of savings, they know that their priority is number one, less risk. They can't afford to lose money because they've now discontinued their employment. The wages have stopped. But their new priority now is going to be that of principal preservation and secondarily, income. They're going to need income. And how do you produce the income? Well, I'm a big contender for fixed income, good old-fashioned fixed income. This is the way we used to do it in the old days, where we did our due diligence and we researched and we individually looked at individually held bonds. You see, bonds have two components that are so valuable to the retiree. Number one, they have a stated fixed stream of interest that is paid. So if you buy an individually held bond the old-fashioned way, and let's say it's a 5% paying bond, you know that you're going to get paid 5% every single year as you own that bond subject to default. Secondarily, you know that that bond has a maturity date. and You know that that bond is going to mature, and when it does, you're going to get all of your money back subject to default. And so if things are done the old-fashioned way, where the focus is not based upon speculation and hoping and crossing your fingers and toes, that the market goes up and that you can take some gains off and get your income. But rather you focus your principal on things that have way less risk, maybe a third, maybe even less than a fourth of the risk of investing in the common stock market, in the stock mutual fund market. And you focus your principal dollars to now create income through interest and dividends, things that have a fixed, steady, stated 
rate of interest and dividends. Now what you understand is that your principal can remain intact and your principal can create that steady stream of income so that it outlives you and not the other way around. So as you get ready for retirement, not only do you need to focus on what you have and what kind of money it is, not only is it a good idea to consolidate and get your dollars focused and get a handle on the fees, but it's also a great idea. It's the most important component of getting ready to retire the right way that you now are open to new old techniques of investing. And that means investing for income, income that's steady, income that's stable, income that allows you to be able to go on those vacations and play that round of golf and go spoil those grandbabies as much as you want. And that's something that you want. Those are things that you want and that you desire so that you can have the retirement of your dreams. Well, I'm Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. And if what we talked about today really resonated with you and you said, you know what, that makes sense. I need to find out how I get ready for retirement. I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Reach out to me. I'll take a few minutes out of my day to spend a few minutes with you over the phone if that's what you'd like. Give me a call at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. My staff will put some materials in the mail to you that will help you kind of get a head start and get prepared for our phone call. And I'll see what I can do to help you be prepared to retire and retire the right way. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Or visit johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. 